Well, good morning, and we're back. <laughs> uh, thank you for your patience. Uh, this is Livestream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. My name is Melvin Gaines. We are back on the air after a brief technical difficulty, so uh, hopefully that you'll be able to pick us up and find us uh, on our new feed. And it looks like people have re recognized that. So, hello, Arlen. Good morning. Uh, we're going to uh, go ahead and get, we've already done the praise music, we're going to go ahead and get into the announcements for today uh, so that we can stay on task and stay online here. Uh, we have already done our music for the morning, but we'll, we'll have to have a discussion about that. I'm back, yeah. Yeah, Smokey Norfolk, even though he's sharing on YouTube, doesn't want us to be sharing it anywhere else. <laughs> so that's the way. <laughs> Just knocks you right off the air. That's how it works. Cindy Phillips, good morning. Um, I'll tell you. Uh, hopefully everybody will come back and join us. We, we indeed are back on the air for Sunday School. And I want to go ahead and do the announcements as well, too. We appreciate your patience while we work through those issues. Um, we, we have a remedy for it, and we'll get it fixed. Um, first of all, I want to make sure that everyone is aware that... Um, we are in church today. We do have church. We have a kind of a triple header. We have Sunday school right now, uh, the message, and later on we'll have the praise uh, concert uh, at church as well too. But in the interim, for those of you who are not coming, hey, Debbie, good morning. Beth, good morning. Hi. Um, we, um, we will have a, a message online here. Uh, Pastor Gus has the message for this week. It's called, I am convinced, what, convinced as to what God is doing. And it's a great message. I pray that you'll be able to partake of that online. It will be in our timeline on the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page uh, in a few moments uh, later on uh, this morning, about 10 o'clock. Uh, but please uh, make sure that you stay with us through Sunday School, and it'll be available on the timeline right after Sunday School. Um, next Sunday, you may have uh, figured out that in Hebrews 13, we're, we're going to conclude that today. Next Sunday, we're going to get into a new survey uh, where we're going to look at the subject of biblical inerrancy, which is going to be a great subject to get into. And I'm prayerful that uh, all of you are able to get into it and really look at the importance of looking at how the Spirit must be the one to convince all of us that the Bible is inerrant. Now, we need to qualify what inerrancy really means, too, uh, because it doesn't mean that there haven't been errors uh, but there have been corrections, and, and things are done on a regular basis to make sure that we are looking at following the original text as it was presented. And so that's something that we'll be looking at and discussing in greater detail during Sunday School. It's going to be a great topic, and I'm prayerful that you can join us um, uh, for sure. And thank you to my lovely bride who is saying, if you got kicked off, come back, because <laughs> we got kicked off. Uh, there is no doubt about that. Um, I have to write a letter to Smokey Norfolk about that. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm very pragmatic. Uh, please remember your tithes and offerings, everyone. We we do encourage you to continue to give uh, to our church. If you are not going to church and if you're not bringing in a tithe or offering, uh, you can mail it, and it can be mailed to Akron Alliance Fellowship, and that's at 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio. 44320. We encourage you to continue to uh, provide for our church. We are very, very thankful for all those who chipped in 
and provided for our our new floor in the sanctuary, which was a desperately needed. Uh, it's been years and years where we needed a new floor, and so we, we appreciate all those who made those contributions for that. And in the meantime, though, we still have other needs for our church as well, too, uh, including uh, the things that we have been talking about for those who have been in meetings, uh, just preparing for the future. It's something that's very important. So uh, thank you again for your uh, efforts and contributions for that. Um, uh, pray, oh, pray for um, Mrs. Gaines's pinched nerve. Uh, she's asking for prayers for that as well, too. We're going to uh, please pray on your own for that, and uh, we'll, we'll pray, of course, before we start Sunday school. But uh, Mrs. Gaines has a pinched, pinched nerve, and, and that is, has, an, has an impact on her left arm, which is, has an impact on her being able to work. work. <laughs> and so, so that is an important thing to consider, right? But uh, hey, we're managing, and and even with that, and and my wife and I have spoken about it. We are still recognizing the importance of giving the Lord praise because He has done much for us and He has kept us. We are not in any way, shape, or form um, uh, neglecting any of that whatsoever. We recognize it for what it really is. Um, Okay, I believe I covered all the announcements that are important about today's message. And Oh, and that's right, the concert. The uh, We have a concert at church at 5 o'clock. The praise team has put together the, uh, for, for Fifth Sunday, right. It's the Fifth Sunday concert, so uh, back at 5 o'clock. And there shouldn't be any weather issues at that time. I know it's been snowing here, but I think it's supposed to be breaking up, and it's very light, so uh, hopefully that will not be uh, impede anyone to get back out later on today. But we thank you for being here this morning. And with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and get into Sunday school. Uh, we have a, a great way to close out Hebrews. We've covered the entire uh, book of Hebrews. And we're in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15 through 25, where these are uh, really the concluding exhortations that are being given by the writer of Hebrews. And, and of course, the audience uh, for this subject, the Jewish believers, the Jewish Christians, they are indeed very much privy to the, uh, the witness of uh, Jesus Christ. They are aware of Jesus. They know Jesus was uh, indeed involved uh, and is the one who is now part of the new covenant, who uh, is the extension of the old covenant, but now he just made it better by coming. And so all these things that are being taught right now we are going to be getting reminders on how to <clears throat> follow through with this information and what we should be doing as a people. I think that's the most important lesson of what we're doing here. And also words of encouragement as well, too. Amen. There are words of encouragement here that we all need. But what we're going to see here, and I hope that you can see it as well, too, is that... Uh, hi, Lisa. Good morning. What you can see here as well, too, is that um, the Lord is indeed near. He is here and he is present, and we are reminded, I hope, every day that goes by is one day closer to the Lord's return. Now, when we say his return, we're talking about the complete return <clears throat> where he comes back uh, in the same way that he left uh, when he was here before. But this is a time for us to give praise to our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one who gives us, uh, he keeps his promises, he has mentioned to us that he will return he is coming back <clears throat> and that's especially important for the times that we're living in right now 
a lot of the world wants to discourage us. They want to discourage believers. They want to discourage, discourage people even from seeking after the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what's really important for us to understand. I can't stress enough to you. I know that it's very important for people to stay informed and go and, and do, what's, do what's right and make sure that you know what's happening so that you can be aware of things. <clears throat> but I'm just going to tell you right now, guard your hearts. We'll kind of get into a little bit later on about what we take in and what we are exposed to. And we have to guard our hearts. And if, we want, if we're going to take in a number of things, the one thing we really must be taking in is God's word. Amen. We've got to be in his word, and you have to be in his word every day. And how you get into his word every day, we, all we do are set up the guidelines. We set up the guidelines by making sure that you're following our two-year Bible plan because that will <clears throat> help you to get into the word at a minimal level. And I've noticed I said minimal level because that's really what's necessary for you to at least stay in the word or get in the word and maintain a flow. But all of us must be also increasing our knowledge of God's word with our own study with our own prayer time and meditating on the word, it has to happen in order for you to remain encouraged and remain steadfast in the Lord because we have an enemy who wants us to pull, to wants to pull everybody online here away from the Lord and stay and remain completely off of focus of him. To dispirit us, to damage us, to hurt us, we must remain focused on what the word is saying. So with that in mind, we're going to get started with a word of prayer and pray for a number of things and, and especially pray for uh, our church and our people, all the members. We have to look out for each other. Amen. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, people on our uh, Barb, and, uh, Barb and Donna uh, having birthdays uh, around this weekend. So um, God has been gracious enough to extend us and keep us. And we want to remain in prayer for everyone and just just reflect God's love in all that we do. Amen. So let's look to the Lord with a word of prayer. We'll get started with Sunday school. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've set aside for us to just come before you and sit quietly and hear you speak to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, your goodness is immeasurable. We indeed are in awe of your presence. We are in awe of what you are doing in our lives to keep us and strengthen us and encourage us as well, too. You basically remind us in your word that you are present and that you will be coming back soon. And we thank you for those promises. Bless us, Lord, and keep us as we get more into your word. And we thank you and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, everyone, thanks for being here again this morning. And turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Hebrews chapter 13. We're going to cover verses 15 through 25. And this will take us through the remainder of Hebrews. Good morning, Greg. Vic Eves, thanks for all of you for jumping back on with us. We appreciate your patience and understanding uh, while we navigate life. Amen. So Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15 through 25. In the times we live in, it's a time to give praise. The Lord is present. The Lord is near. We're going to look at some passages now that are going to reflect that. And I pray that you will allow the Spirit to speak to you as we go forward. So I'm going to start reading at the top of, uh, at verse 15 in Hebrews 13 and cover it all the way through. And then we'll go back over it, of course, and, and review the passages as we go. This is the New Living Translation, starting in verse number 15. Therefore... 
let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise of God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Verse 18. Pray for us, for our conscience is clear, and we want to live honorably in everything we do. And especially pray that I will be able to come back to you soon. Verse 20. Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. Verse 22. I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to pay attention to what I have written in this brief exhortation. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released from jail. If he comes here soon, I will bring him with me to see you. Verse 24. Greet all your leaders and all the believers there. The believers from Italy send you their greetings. May God's grace be with you all. Amen. That is Hebrews 13, verses 15 through 25. Very encouraging words to close out the book of Hebrews. But we'll go back over these because it's important for us to even understand uh, what's taking place at the time when this was written and what's, uh, what's going on and apply the relevance to our lives as well, too. Let's go back to the top. <clears throat> and we're going to cover the first couple of verses here for a couple of minutes or so. Um, back to verse 15 in Hebrews 13. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Now, just in the very essence of those two verses, what are we referring to here? We're, we're giving Jesus Christ a praise continual praise um, because we want to make sure that we are reflecting personally our relationship with Jesus Christ before others. We're, we're, we're reflecting that we indeed know Christ, we follow Christ, we want to make sure that we are in his will, we are doing all those things necessary. And it is being done so that people can see the testimony. It's a testimony issue that we're looking at here. And in verse 16, it says, don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. So rather than just doing the outward appearances of what, how we reflect in Jesus Christ, we are, in addition to that, we are also extending that to helping others who are in need. And that's really what's important here. If we're living for Jesus Christ, it should be reflected outwardly in our, our daily walk, the things that we say, the things that we do, the courtesy that we show others, and then we also extend that now further and help those who are in need. Do good and share with those in need. Share with those who are in need of something, whatever it is, a word of encouragement. It may be food. It may be uh, something financial. Whatever it is, if you can share with someone in need, that is a reflection of 
living in a Christ-like manner, and it's a reflection of Jesus Christ himself. So we're looking at Jewish Christians here in this passage, and they no longer worshipped with other Jews. They were no longer going back and doing the old ways of the law. They were now doing something totally different and totally new uh, according to what their timing and what was going on. And they, they were being taught that you don't just do it once a day or, or once a year, show your appreciation to the Lord. You do a sacrifice of praise continually, all day long and every day. And I think that that's important for us to always keep in mind, too. I'm very thankful that we are under the new covenant because under Jesus Christ, there's freedom to do so many different things, including just move forward and worship. He gives us that freedom, too. He is the Sabbath. He is the one that we look to and we focus on. A lot of people get hung up on the Sunday thing and working on Sunday, and we understand that that is a, a, a something that some people follow because that's necessary for them, and they believe in doing so. And, and honestly, they're being honored for that. But for those of us who have to work on Sunday, we need to go back to Jesus Christ and say, Lord, you're the Sabbath. You're the one that I recognize on a, on a daily basis, and I always want to give you the praise no matter what's going on. I hope that's helpful for some people because I, I don't want people to feel as though they have to be compelled to do anything. We have to go back to Jesus Christ and recognize that he indeed is the one that we are giving the praise to. He is the one that we are giving uh, the acts of service for, the things that we're doing. We want to make sure that we are emulating the life of Jesus Christ in what we do, no matter when we do it or how we do it. So that means all day long, every single day, Sunday through Sunday. Amen? Whether you're working or not, whether you're uh, involved with church, uh, whether you're out doing uh, other kinds of work, whatever it is, uh, we, we trust that you understand the importance of that, uh, developing your relationship with Jesus Christ. And certainly you do want to honor him by uh, going to church and doing those things as well, too, because that's important for us to gather and encourage each other. But honest to goodness, uh, let's not get into any hang-ups here. We need to make sure that we're focusing on who, what Jesus is doing and what he continues to do for us. That is what's really important, and I'm prayerful that everybody gets and understands what I'm saying here because um, we don't need to get hung up on serving Jesus Christ. We can serve him in many different ways, and we will continue to serve him in many different ways, but make sure it starts with you first, your praise and your heart, the matters of the heart, making sure that you are giving that praise to him. I know what I was going to mention. I, you know, when I was younger, I didn't used to get that much into to music, praise music or gospel music. Just didn't get into it, and, and that was when I was really young. I'm, I'm talking about in my 20s, um, 20s, and, and even my 30s. Maybe I think I'm just was still really developing um, my relationship with the Lord. But uh, now in my uh, in my 60s, guess what? It's a lot, a whole lot different. I've learned a great deal more and. I'm, I'm very, very appreciative for what uh, God has done for me in my life, and I have to come back and say, Lord, you're worthy of, of praise for what you have done for me. And so the praise music really helps in many ways to help us to focus on what God is doing. And I appreciate those who have even taken the time um, to provide even instrumentals or music like that that just reflect the praise because... Those are giftings that God has given those individuals, and they are just now celebrating who the Lord Jesus Christ is in their music. But we need to understand that we give this praise anytime and anywhere. 
Uh, turn with me, please, to Hosea chapter 14. I want you to look at verse 2. Hosea 14, verse 2. Now, um, just to move things along here, I don't want to get too hung up. But I want to talk about here what it says. You have to understand that the Jewish Christians, the, the Jews, they remember the words of the prophets. And Hosea gave a very interesting uh, words here in verse 2 of Hosea 14. This is, the, this is also the New Living Translation. My, my, my lovely bride may put it up in the ESV version as well, too. But this is what the NLT version says. Bring your confessions and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sins and graciously receive us so that we may offer you our praises. Now, notice that what Hosea is doing here is he's actually giving you the correct priority. When we go to the Lord, one of the first things we need to be doing is, is reconciling with him. And we reconcile with him by making sure that we are emptying ourselves of ourselves, any sin or any issues like that. Before we take confession, amen? Take the, take the, uh, uh, the, uh, when we take the uh, offerings that, that are done during the, uh, what did I say, communion, I said confession. Communion, thank you. Um, running my words together. Communion is necessary. We have to do what? Confess. That's what I was getting at. Confess our sins and make sure that we're giving those matters to the Lord and bringing those to him. And then when we do that and we've received the Lord's forgiveness, we can offer the praise for who he is. That's the proper priority. Um, so we need to recognize that and, and, and pay attention to that for what it truly is. A sacrifice of praise today includes thanking Jesus Christ for what his sacrifice on the cross, for what he did for us on the cross, and telling others about it, letting people know, uh, making sure that you're uh, proclaiming the, the, that Jesus is Lord and why he is Lord, and he's Lord of your life. And of course, these acts of kindness and sharing are particularly pleasing to God. These are very important things as well, too. Even when they go unnoticed by others, we still should, still, uh, still should proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. So we should give praise, right? Um, now, keep in mind, too, that we give praise. We may occasionally hear folks who spout off and take the Lord's name in vain. Fortunately for me, that's been less and less over time, and it's really interesting. I'm, and maybe that's just the company I keep. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got better friends. <laughs> there are better people in my life that... Uh, honestly, those people just seem to fade away after a while, right? Because if they're taking the Lord's name in vain, then that means that they're not necessarily, <clears throat> well, they're not really uh, following the Lord Jesus Christ the way they should be. And so it means keeping better company, I guess. And I'm very glad about that. doesn't mean that you won't hear it occasionally, but we need to make sure that we're always giving praise to God. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noontime. Praise him in the evening. Uh, praise him when things are rushed during the day especially for those of us who are still working, still having to get out there and, and do the 9 to 5 and, and all that stuff. And, but keeping the praise up even as time winds down at the end of the day. Jesus needs to have a continual sacrifice of praise because he is worthy of our praise. We don't need to make excuses about it. Why is he being praised? He's worthy of our praise. What is he doing for our lives? What is he continuing to do? In our lives. Amen? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. 
So with that attitude and with that in mind, we, we, we show ourselves to be uh, Christ-like in our actions. We're giving praise to God on a regular basis, um, as often as possible, and we're doing these acts of kindness and showing others about God's goodness. We're, we're sharing his love to others and helping people who are in need. Amen? That's, that is the essence of a believer. That's the essence of a, a Christ-like person. Jesus did every single one of those things, including giving praise. He gave praise to his father. He gave praise to his father. He gave praise to him. He uh, made sure that everybody knew about his testimony of who he was and what he was there for. And he also helped other people. These are all things that we can read about in Scripture. And we know if we're emulating Jesus Christ and living in a Christ-like manner, that's exactly what it is all about for us as well, too. Now go to verse 17 in Hebrews 13, every everybody, and and yeah, again, Jackie, thanks for being here. Uh, appreciate you. If she's still here, if she's still here online, yeah. Verse 17, huh? Hebrews 13. I did verse 17 in Hebrews 13. Obey, <laughs> obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Now, in part of the exhortation here in Hebrews, the, re- the writer of Hebrews is reminding people that the spiritual leaders need to be listened to, the church leaders. Now, first of all, we need to understand something. We make the assumption before we even get into it that the people who are in charge or giving direction uh, in our churches, the pastors, the people, the elders, the people who are in authority, they were appointed by God to be in those positions, and therefore they are the ones that are sharing with the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, and so those people need to be listened to. They need to be paid attention to. It's great that people are reading on their own, but it's also great when people are listening to God's word and being affirmed by what they're reading and studying, and I think that that's why we were given this uh, notice to listen to and obey the, the church leaders because they help people to mature in their faith. That's what that's what these messages are all about. That's what lessons are all about. That's what teaching is all about. When we get into the inerrancy of Scripture next week, um, it's really important for us to understand what we're doing and how we're going about it. Um, it's Have you ever done something and you don't know why you've done it? <laughs> well, we really try to eliminate that as an excuse or a reason uh, for being a believer. We want to make sure that we're always knowing why we do what we do. We, that is really, really important for us to understand. And it's not about, like, we do it because. Um, I mean, God may, frankly, uh, speak to us that way in, on a one-on-one basis. And if he tells you that, then you better listen. <laughs> but ultimately, we need to make sure that we are uh, understanding what we're being taught. We mature and we help those who are in our uh, leadership. Um, we want to. We don't want the leadership to be a burden to them. Amen. We want it to be one where people are listening and paying attention. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to ask questions of the Lord. It's okay to ask questions of your church leaders too. It's okay to bring things to them, and if they can't answer the question, they can come back and do research on it and bring it back to you. But that's what it means. And, and we need to understand that we want to make sure that we are showing ourselves in fellowship in our church as people who are 
uh, not causing problems, but truly looking to the Lord and focusing on him and gaining greater understanding. So that's what this passage is. I won't dwell on that too much because ultimately um, what it comes down to is that um, I, I'll just give you my view. I think it's a jo- our church is a joy to be around. The people around in our church are a joy to be around. They are truly encouraged by God's word. They are encouraged by what's being said to them. They make a connection with God in what is being shared because the Holy Spirit is present. And so I think that that's really what this particular passage in verse 17 is all about, where we're recognizing the Spirit is speaking, not necessarily the leadership. Amen. It's what the Spirit is sharing and that it matches up and is in alignment with what you've been reading and studying in Scripture and what the Holy Spirit is teaching you. That's what we want to always recognize here. Okay, back to verse chapter 13, verses 18 and 19. Pray for us, for our conscience is clear, and we want to live honorably in everything we do. Then verse 19, and, I, and especially pray that I will be able to come back to you soon. Now, the writer is recognizing the writer here of Hebrews has recognized the need for prayer. Prayer is the number one thing that all of us can do uh, when it comes to our fellowship, what we're doing as far as praying for our leaders, praying for people in the church. It's number one. Uh, when I go to the uh, assisted living facility and do Bible study, uh, we're, I'm talking to people where they are extremely limited in what they can do. They pretty much are confined to the floor where they're at. They can't just get out and go anywhere because um, they're not able to uh, know exactly what they're, where they're going or what they're doing. But what they do know, and this is through God's wonder, they know how to pray. And they know what prayer is. And I emphasize to them, that's one of the most important things that you can do right now is stay prayerful. Prayerful for them when, you know, especially when they have those days that aren't so good. You know, they, they're on medication and they have ups and downs, amen? And so they, they're to remain prayerful for the fact that um, they can get by moment, uh, moment to moment, staying in the Lord as they scuffle with whatever is ailing them. And they give praise, nonetheless, uh, for those moments when they recover and feel much better. And they just keep that mindset going. That's what they can do, and that's what we all can do. If we can't do anything else, we can pray. And so I want to make sure that we're emphasizing that and what the writer of Hebrews is saying here, that prayer is very important. And we pray for those leaders. Why? Because they're vulnerable at times. Um, even Pastor Gus shared something like that in his message online. You, if you stay tuned, you'll, you'll see that. Where he just has moments where he just has to be prayerful and he has to keep coming back. And he doesn't want to keep doing and I'll, I think I'll use his words, uh, the silly, stupid things that he used to do, and he doesn't want to keep repeating those things, and he just has to stay in prayer and stay focused with that. And that's true for all of us, you know. And here's our leader, right? This is our church leader that he's referring to these things, and we all need prayer. We all need support in prayer, and we want to pray that they are, uh, that our leaders aren't prideful. We don't want them to be depressed. We want them to understand that Satan is always busy. I think I've emphasized this before for a number of people that Satan is always busy in trying to destroy those, uh, all of us, honestly, but destroy those in leadership, trying to trip them up, trying to get them to do something to renounce the Lord or whatever it is. And 
And unfortunately, in many ways, he's been successful uh, in other places, in other churches, other situations. Um, they are in a position, the leaders in our church are in a position to, where we want to love God, we want to serve him, we want to make sure that we're faithful to him, and we understand that we have responsibilities with that. And those responsibilities are we need to just trust the Lord in everything we're doing, making sure that we're making the right decisions, uh, following and being obedient to his will. These are all things that leadership has to do. Um, so we just want to recognize it as well, too. I just noticed something about you can't get audio. I don't uh, know why that is uh, other than make the... Make sure your device isn't silent. Then. Yeah, make sure that your device is not silent. I don't know if that's... Uh, you can check that out as well, too. Um, it appears others are, are still getting us, as far as I, know, I can tell. So, But nonetheless, I'll tell you what, even if you can't hear anything right now, uh, just listen back later. You should be able to hear us uh, in its entirety. Or go out and come back in. Yeah, that's right. That's a way to do it. Okay, so uh, we've heard there are glitches like this before, so just hang in there, everybody, and do the best we can with this. So let's just make sure that we are understanding the importance of prayer and the leadership we want your prayers. <laughs> we want your prayers. We want you to pray for um, Pastor Gus. We want you to pray for the elders. We want you to pray for all of us who are in leadership that we are following the Lord's direction. And that's really important for you to do. Don't take anything for granted. Stay in prayer. Stay focused. We want that very much because the more you're praying for um, the leaders in the church, Pastor Gus and all of them, the more you're praying for them, the more that the Lord is listening. The Lord will be buttressing uh, everyone up, helping us to stay focused on you because we all need that prayer. Amen? It's very important. Let's drop down to verses 20 and 21. Keep things moving here. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. Now, there is a couple of things here we need to cover. And remember when we were talking about why we do what we do. And we mentioned this earlier, right? And and what faith uh, is, what, what do we have faith in, how we go about things, and we're looking at Jesus Christ here as being referenced in these two verses. Two significant results of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. That's what we're looking at here. What did he do? Um, he made, in verse 20, an internal covenant with his blood. His shedding of blood, uh, which was the uh, model from the, the old law, where blood, blood was shed as a sacrifice, uh, because it, blood is a representation of life, and that was that what was being done. That blood was being shed, and because we were doing those very things in the Old Testament law and the Old Covenant, we were being obedient to the Lord because that is what he had proclaimed was necessary uh, whenever a sacrifice was given. There had to be a shedding of blood. Jesus Christ is our eternal sacrifice. An eternal covenant was done with his blood, and we recognize that from verse 20. And we also understand that he gives us now what? Ability because of what he has done for us. If you go back to verse 21, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. Doing his will. May he equip you. Well, may 
is really a, a, something that we have to kind of take and look at for what it is. Means It means you need to understand that God is, is indeed equipping you to do what's necessary to be obedient to his will. At the very least, the Holy Spirit that dwells within you gives you the ability to do that very thing. And may he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. Every good thing that is pleasing to him. What's pleasing to the Lord? His, your obedience to his word, your praise, your worship, your acts of kindness, your goodness towards others. That's what's pleasing to him. Uh, you're, it's especially pleasing when you're being obedient to him and his will. So that's what we need to recognize here. And how does that take place? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has to uh, sanctify you, um, make you and help you grow, mature in your faith. That's how all of these things are taking place. And I hope and trust that you can see that for what God is doing in your life right now. Do you recognize what he is doing uh, in your life? Do you recognize what he is teaching you through the power of the Spirit? Do you recognize what he is producing in you? Do you recognize how he is helping you to mature in your faith? And now notice that uh, I've already said I'm in my 60s, right? We're all still maturing no matter how old we are. It doesn't really matter how old you are. There is something more that we all are gaining and learning even as we get older. Uh, We are not limited in any way, shape, or form to learning more. He gives us and shows us more each and every time. Okay, a couple more verses here and we're done. Verse 22 of Hebrews, I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to pay attention to what I have written in this brief exhortation. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released from jail. Now, you would never have any other record of this other than reading it right here because there was no other record that we were aware of in the New Testament that shows that Timothy was arrested. So we have to make the assumption he was arrested and put in jail at some point. And that's very true of a number of people in the old days, you have to understand that this was such a radical thing that people were being indeed arrested. And Timothy was a leader of the church, and he was arrested and put in jail because uh, there had to have been a disagreement of some sort. Remember, Satan is very busy, and so we recognize that for what it is. If he comes here soon, I will bring him with me to see you. So he's out of jail, but we recognize that Satan is stirring up as much as possible. Now, I'm going to share something with you that I hope is not terribly controversial. We, you recognize that we live in a time right now where some of us have been put in jail and some of us have been persecuted because of our belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Some, of, some believers in different parts have been executed because of their faith. And we read about this from time to time. It comes out. We're living in a time where there's going to always be this uh, pushback from others who do not want to hear the truth. And we have to re- always remember but it is not you who is the offense. It is Jesus Christ who is the offense because you represent him. But that doesn't deter you from sharing and living for Jesus Christ because you've deemed it's worth it. It's worth the sacrifice. It's worth the time. It's worth the effort. You want to remain obedient to the Lord because he's shown you that he is an eternal God and he indeed hasn't cared for you and is going to care for your very soul. And that's why you do what you do. And that's why these others who have been persecuted, they do the same thing. They do it for the same reason, because it's worth it. It's worth the effort to give praise to the Lord. So that's what we always want to keep in mind here. Finally, the last two verses in Hebrews 13, verses 24 and 25. Verse 24, greet all your leaders and all the believers there. 
And the believers from Italy send you their greetings. May God's grace be with you all. And what we need to understand here, this book of Hebrews is a call for all of us, or for, all, for those who are the, in the audience here, and for us as well too, it's a call to Christian maturity. We've got to mature in our faith. We shouldn't be staying in the milk and the food that is easy to digest. We need to be on solid food, and that's the word, getting deeper and deeper into the word and maturing in our faith. We should not be just stuck on a couple of verses. Just like we mature from, from childhood, we have to mature into adult at some point in our lives and this is the same for Christian believers as well too we must mature in our faith our faith must continue to remain firm and steadfast we must continue to worship the Lord Jesus Christ with all our heart, soul and strength and, and, and mind as well too we must do all these things and it applies to everyone it applies to any Christian Young and old, we all need to mature. The young believers need to mature as well, too. Um, and youthful people who are in the Lord, they need to study and mature as well, too. It continues all throughout our lifetime. Christian maturity certainly means, and it, it exactly means, making Christ the beginning and the end of our faith. That is where we have our faith. That is where we practice our faith. In spite of our difficulty, in spite of our sufferings, we still should be able to find ways to give praise to him. We, we can only speculate, unfortunately, why we got to suffer sometimes, why we have to go through certain things. And, and, and I've, I've wrestled with this often um, when it comes to others suffering. And, and not even so much for myself. I don't like praying so much for myself. I like to, I, I like to live, live that between me and the Lord as far as how we communicate with each other but ultimately what it comes down to is that the suffering takes place and i think it's because there's some instruction there's some teaching going on even in that suffering there's some level of encouragement that god is trying to give uh with his presence as we go through difficulty is it's hard to explain i don't really know that i can explain it very well even here but i'm going to trust that anybody who's going through a hard time or going through difficulty going through prolonged pain or or issues like that, they understand because of their personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that it is still well with their souls. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It has to be a one-on-one -on -one thing with you and the Lord when it comes to any suffering that you're going through. And, you know, he gives you relief. He gives you what you need. He gives you what you, the ability to still be able to function and move uh, at, at, to a certain degree. And all I can say is that God is the one who is our strength. He is the one who helps us to mature in him. He is the one where we have to just center our life upon him. Yes, we have to stand. Amen. We have to stand our ground. I agree. That's a great way of putting it, um, Ronnie. That's, we have to stand in our faith. We have to center our life on him. We can't get caught up in religious ritual. We can't get caught up in anything coming between us and Jesus. That's really what it comes down to. And that means Satan. Uh, tell Satan early and often to get behind you. He, he will try to do things that will take the focus off of the Lord and understand that that suffering that's taking place, uh, he will try to dig in and try to get you to not recognize who Jesus is. But Jesus Christ is our all in all. He is sufficient for us. 
and he is superior. He has already won the victory over Satan. That takes faith, amen? That takes faith in believing that his word is true. And if Satan is a liar and the father of all liars, you shouldn't be listening to Satan. You should be listening to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one we need to listen to. And on that note, that's what I wanted to make sure you're aware of too. We live in a world that's fleshly. We live in a fallen world. And in the fallen world, Satan has different vehicles to try to distract people, including media, including uh, programming. Watch what you take in on television. Watch what you take in on movies. Watch what you take in on Netflix. These are all things that you need to be very, very conscious of, everyone. It's a very slow and subtle thing where people are being conditioned sometimes to accept things as normal. Just like we talked about people taking the Lord's name in vain, you'll hear a lot of that in media. Amen? And you've got to understand that that's not uh, in any way uh, glorifying God. It's not, uh, it's not something that we as believers should be partaking in. This is what I mean about making sure that you are paying attention to these things that help you to mature and putting aside those things that will take away from that area of maturity and faith. So that was my point that I, I'm glad that I remembered to mention that again, too. We've got to make sure that we are maturing in our faith, and that's in everything that we do. Jesus Christ has to be at the forefront of everything we do, and there should be checklists that we should have. If it doesn't meet certain checkboxes, we shouldn't be participating in it. We should always keep that in mind as well, too. And guess what, everybody? You're not going to miss it a bit. You won't miss it. If it's something that's not glorifying God, you're not going to miss it. You shouldn't be missing it. You should be praying to the Lord to go towards those things that glorify him. Go and reach for those things that are going to be helpful as far as gaining his wisdom and his knowledge. That's what should be taking place in your lives. I pray that this book of Hebrews helps to show that. And I love the last line, may God's grace be with you all. That's a great way to close out Hebrews. And understand that God's goodness is indeed prevalent in our lives, but we have to go after him stay in him and remain in him and focus on those things and put aside those things that distract from him. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your loving kindness and presence today. We thank you for your teaching. We thank you for the importance of understanding how we personally, our faith and our trust in you must come directly from our hearts. Our hearts and our minds, we are focused on you and you alone, Lord. We are prayerful to you that you will help us as we move forward. Help us and guide us as we go uh, away from different places or move about in society. That you will help us to remain kind to others. Help us to see the goodness of what's happening. And even though we may run into those people who do not know you or understand you, Lord, help us to continue to convey your goodness to them. We want to be those who can convey the message of truth for you that we can show others the truth about Jesus Christ and how indeed it is not a burden to be in your word and following you if anything it is just a wonderful thing you there is freedom in Christ and we thank you for showing us that as well too bless us Lord and keep us as we move forward help us to encourage others help us to remain faithful to you Help us to be prayerful for others as well, that Satan will not attack, that Satan will not get the foothold uh, in anybody else's situation, and that certainly Satan won't get the foothold in your household, uh, in our household. 
excuse me. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for your patience while allowing us to go through our little uh, technical difficulty. But I'm glad you could make it today. God bless you all and take care of yourselves. Please stay tuned online for Pastor Gus's message uh, that will follow immediately after we sign off here. And we pray that you have a great day today. Uh, for those of you in Akron, we'll see you in church in a little while. You can take care of yourselves, drive carefully, uh, travel mercies, and we'll see you again back here next time with a new Sunday School lesson next week. Thanks.